This is how I've made 2024 the best year of my life already. We're one month into the year. <laughs> By the way, I'm not talking about external achievements. I have a different roadmap. I've never been this confident. I've never been this clear. My self-respect has risen through the roof. My relationships has risen through the roof. My faith in the universe has risen through the roof. I'm sure you can feel this right now. And it all started with eliminating the one thing I knew I was doing wrong. We all have that one thing that we know that we're doing wrong. And you don't even have to really take action. It's, it's the not taking action. It's the not doing that's changed everything for me. I made the decision to, to stop this one thing that we're going to get into in a minute. And I sat in the passenger seat of my, of my life and watched everything transform for me and blossom for me. My mental landscape, everything. All is mind anyway. So yeah, as long as you change your mental landscape, everything will change for you. I haven't even really taken any action as every other influencer that you're going to hear from in the self-improvement space. Like, like if you don't start your, your, start taking action from January, then you're not going to make any progress. Blah, blah. Shut up, bro. Shh. The astrological new year don't start until March slash April. I'm living in alignment with nature. We're still in winter, bro. I need to, this is about planning contemplation. So this chronicle of my life starts on New Year's Eve. I had a rather intense LSD trip. It always seems to spark some sort of change for me. Disclaimer, that's not always the case. You have to do a lot of inner work before then to actually use LSD or some, some, some type of psychedelic as a catalyst. Just had to make that clear, but we'll go through that anyway. In that, I decided to finally quit weed for the first six months of 2024, after three years of damn near daily use. I know that's not a lot. I know a lot of you guys are thinking three years, light ass. Listen, that's a lot for me, bro. I've my relationship with weed started off really good, peachy. Like, I've been, a, I've always been a good boy. I've always, I never really liked like partying, drugs, drink, any of that when I was younger. But when I moved out in, to Birmingham when I was like nineteen, started smoking properly. She. That's when weed served me. I became all disillusioned and spiritual and nihilistic and delusionally optimistic. <laughs> it's, that's where it served this purpose for me. And because it was because it, it helped me not get consumed by the darkness of my own mind, right? Like I was able to, because in Birmingham, I was in this state of the dark night of the soul. I was very lost and very trying to find like the meaning of life and all of this stuff. I was able to find a creative outlet through TikTok and be in the action of it. Do you know what I mean? Be delusionally optimistic. Know that it's going to work out for me, even though I didn't know, even though I was broke. The weed kind of took took away all that worry. Now you guys know me as Jay Kaiser because of that. It served its purpose through allowing me to share my thoughts and lessons and experiences and document my journey without thinking about it too much and it's like a limiting belief system you pick up a limiting belief as you're growing up to and it and it may serve you in the time that you picked it up but as you go about life and grow and go into new environments that same limiting belief is going to hold you back from your next level so you need to unlearn that limiting belief and that's what weed was doing for me in the whole of 2023, it was capping me. And just to be clear, do you know how many times I said I was gonna quit weed in 2023? It was horrible. Like, <laughs> it was actually comical. I burned the boats by announcing it to everyone just to fall back in the same trap. Falling back into it 
really fucked with my self-respect. I didn't respect myself. I didn't respect my word anymore. And my confidence because of that was so low on camera, on in everything I did, my relationships, all of it. And so what weed does, I'm sure all my stoners can relate. When you're in that mindset sometimes, it tricks you into thinking that everybody thinks of you the same as you do about yourself. So your self-image, it really fucks with your self-image. And I got to the point where I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. I was just like, I'm being a victim right now. And being in this victim victim mentality, when I'm on, online trying to teach you, man, how to live in creation, writing a book, how to live in creation, absurd, absurd. <laughs> it had to stop. It went on for too long. And I realized I didn't know how to live as an adult without it. <sighs> Peak. So I was able to finally stick to saying no, got rose out of the pit of addiction and victimhood. And yeah. I'll go into the specifics of how I did that later on in this video, but I just want to drive home the point of how powerful this was for me. Life update since December 31st, since that happened. I've switched timelines, bro. I've switched timelines. This is not the same. I've, I think I just said this, but it's, I'm not the same Jake Kaizen as 2023. Let me, let me just run through like a few things that's happened this month. Number one, I've healed the biggest trauma in my life that's been tormenting me since childhood, my relationship with my stepfather. He, was, he came into my life, he was an alcoholic. Um, you may know him, he's talked about this openly. Um, his name is Ash, Ashley Walters. He's a, he's, a, he's a big boy actor. And in that time in my life, I didn't like him, I didn't respect him at all, but I loved him because I knew he was a good person at heart, but I couldn't see it. You know what I mean? I couldn't like it was it was clouded because of the of the man on man mentality in a house. You know what I mean? And I'm never somebody that holds grudges. Consciously, I forgave him, but subconsciously, there was a lot of things that were just lagging behind. Um, so January fifth, we sat down together, one on one, we talked to, talked it out, and I forgave him subconsciously, bro. And he, by the way, he's no longer alcoholic or any of that. He's completely teetotal, so it's that as well. But for all my creatives out there, for anybody, which is everybody in a sense, even if you don't create full time, the amount of mental space you free up by getting rid of a trauma or by healing a trauma, I should say, is unmatched. You, your work, your focus, your happiness, everything supercharges. You, you, you freed up space in your mind to live, essentially. And that was only number one. Number two, I learned more about myself in a week than I have in two years, dog. No cap, my ego self anyway, like when I, when I say my ego self, I mean the past three years I've been obsessed with spirituality and the soul self and all of that. But what sobriety did for me was it grounded me back into curiosity and boredom. So I started taking these personality tests, um, 16 personalities, Enneagram, all of these things to try and understand myself better. And you realize a lot about yourself by doing that. It really helps. Number three, I've made more progress in my creative projects in one month than I have in the whole of last year. I'll be so real. Like, I set the groundwork last year with Kaizen Shrooms and launching this podcast. And I'm very proud of myself for doing that. But I failed in giving my book what it needs. And that my book is my, crea my highest creative, creative calling, for sure. But we'll get to that in the end of the video anyway. So, yeah. Number four, and this is the deepest one probably something you may be struggling with. I've gotten clear on my passion, man. 
I've gone clear on my sense of direction and I have a I have a purpose of life again, a strong purpose that I wake up with. It's on my mind every day that gets me out of bed. I lost that for a long time. I was an excessive planner when I was high, extremely excessive. And it was all in a bid to, in a sense, feel this massive sense of purpose and direction that I do now. It's It was all thanks to giving up that love affair with Mary Jane that I, I have that now and it's not gone. No matter how much planning I do or don't do, it's there. A purpose is singular. And it wasn't easy though. Don't get me wrong. It was simple. It was very simple. Quit this one thing. But it wasn't easy at all. That's not what I'm saying. It required me to sit with a lot of emotional pain that I'd been hiding from for maybe, well, to be fair, the past year, past two, three years. And, and I had to reframe the narrative about what weed has been doing for me. I think the biggest lesson I will learn through this process of quitting was the fears I was trying to escape with the substance I was using was caused by the substance itself. Crazy, right? Like it goes for anything that anybody may be using. And from now on, please substitute weed with whatever your vice is, whether that be alcohol, uh, uh, social media, uh, Anything you formed an unhealthy habit with, it will be another substance or an activity for you. I guarantee most of the world, most of the people that's watching this, especially if you're in the self-improvement space, you're hooked on a dopamine high. And it's because our attention has been com commoditized through social media, not to mention the other classical dependencies like, you know, nicotine, alcohol. You're going to get massive amounts of value from, from watching this because most of you are addicted to something and you most people don't even like using that word addiction because it sounds too hardcore but you're addicted <laughs> don't just use bad habit you have to because if you weren't then you wouldn't be watching this video you'd be purposeful you know what i mean and i'm trying to get as many people out of that you have to ask yourself this is where we get into the inner standing and reframing your addiction part of this of this podcast is you have to ask yourself honestly what's it doing for you man <laughs> Like for me, weed was something that I could turn to and all seemed lost, which was every goddamn night. Every night I just felt lost. I didn't realize it at the time, but it was giving me a false sense of confidence that everything in my life was going to be all right when it wasn't. It was not going to be all right. I was wasting my potential every single day. Look at my YouTube channel, for example. For somebody that's supposed to be doing this full time, a nigga was not consistent. I'm sorry, I just wasn't. And maybe you guys didn't sense it at the time. Maybe you could, maybe you couldn't. But I didn't feel as authentic on the camera at all. I, I, there was always this underlying anxiety when during filming. And it's just a miserable existence to be addicted to something. Because you just always want, you're always just waiting to get back to that substance. And then when you get to that substance anyway, it doesn't hit. Because you just, you, your, your tolerance is too high. <laughs> It's horrible, man. Again, this goes for everything. Social media, when you're going back and you're you're scrolling through TikTok, it's not a peak experience. Smoking weed on your couch is not a peak experience. Drinking at the end of the night, it's not a peak experience, bro. It's comfort is what it is. And it's important to remember here, very important to remember here, the law of relativity, guys. I, <laughs> I don't think that weed is bad now. Definitely not. God damn. It, again, it served me. The law of relativity is 
the, the fact that nothing is inherently good or bad. It just is. In the case of stimulants and like drugs and stuff, it's not good or bad. It's just something external that you use for emotional comfort. It's just a stimulus that we interact with. Like that's truly all it is. And, and when you're using it with friends, for example, it's a completely different experience to using it by yourself. And in my case, using anything external for emotional comfort doesn't serve me. It doesn't. Like if my content has ever, has ever helped you ever, understand that it's been a result of an inner war between two entities. This is how I see it. There's my soul, my eternal soul, that just is just crying for evolution at every point of its life. And then there's my hurt ego that was just looking for constant comfort and protection through a herb. A herb. For you, it might be food, it might be drink, it might be your work, it, it could be anything. But chances are, if you're watching this, you also have a vice that you're using to run away from yourself. Yeah, you nigga. I know I've already said that. I know I've said that many times, but I'm just trying to drive the point home to get it through your consciousness to make you actually hear what I'm saying right now. Like the day you come face to face with your own fuck ups and your fears is simultaneously the best and worst day of your damn life. It's terrifying. Don't get me wrong. It's like it's like the day I, I realized I was living with no purpose. It's terrifying because you've been sleepwalking through life for so long and you realize it and it's scary to think that but it's amazing and blissful at the same time because you've unlocked the free will to do something about your life situation i feel like a lot of us are in this weird state of like just chasing pleasure and avoiding pain chasing pleasure and avoiding pain and not actually taking ourselves out of that loop out of that root chakra and sacral chakra Mm. if you know you know shout out my chakra series but when you take yourself out of that that's when you can actually look at your life from an elevated perspective and be like all right cool wagwan i've cool i've fucked up for this long whatever whatever how do i go about it now you know what i mean but at the end of the day man i'm so grateful for that experience the fact that the effect of my of my inner war the, the, the war between the battle between those two entities is that all the love and evolution I was trying to give myself hasn't been lost. It's been infused in all my supporters, all my viewers that watch my videos and get something from it. The people that were ready to receive that information has readily received that information. So everything happens the way it's supposed to happen at the end of the day. Last year wasn't completely bad. Started my podcast. I made massive progress through my inner failures. And that in and of itself is failure. You have to understand in this self-improvement space, there's a lot of people just trying to chase good, trying to chase the good life and trying to sell that. But self-improvement isn't that. This isn't a black and white process of chasing good. Light is only found through darkness. And I've been saying this for a long time now. You have to face your darkness. You have to face it. You have to face it at some point or else you'll just, you'll go through your life living in somebody else's reality. So yeah. Is the last thing I'm going to say in this section. For anyone in the same position, still choosing comfort over growth, specifically using weed as an emotional lubricant, understand that the only reason why you can't stop is because you believe on some level that is helping you in some way, that is helping you to cope in some way. Bro, you have this mental script running in your head that it's your friend, that weed is your friend, that social media is your friend, that anything in your fr is your friend. I'm here to tell you now, no substance is your friend. 
Nothing that gives you a dopamine high is your friend in this external realm, apart from other, other souls. I'm sorry, the divine only puts things here for you to access a certain way of being or feeling, a certain expression of consciousness. It does that, so with practice, you can feel that in your sober life anyway. You don't think I'm getting high naturally every day, motherfucker. I just had a, a cold shower before this, and it's what I imagine a large bump of coke feels like. I can't even lie. It 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 literally spikes. I've done the the science the science back to research now to know that it spikes your norepinephrine, which is your adrenaline and your dopamine, by four hundred percent. I got out of that shower and I was just like, I'm a god. I'm a god. I'm a fucking champion. The only time I've heard that is through like comics and shit or people that's just taking the white and whatever, whatever. I'm cooling at the end of every night, bro. I have a daily meditation practice that gets you in this state of expanded consciousness and zen. You could feel the same high, if not better, by just going on a run or going to the gym for one hour. See if you don't feel that. You have endocannabinoids in your brain, bro. So at the end of the day, like those things are being stimulated anyway as a child remember how intensely you felt things as a child falling asleep at the dinner table shit like that you've been tricked into thinking the be all and end all is external substances it's just not you have to you have to deprogram yourself out of that but that's all i'm gonna say man if you don't want to quit i get it no shame at all just know one day you're gonna get sick and tired of being sick and tired like i did bro not not having control over your life is a horrible thing and you know you don't have control over your life when you can't say no to something and if you don't if you don't get sick and tired of being sick and tired i don't think you're deep in where the lead where the road to comfort leads i'll give you a little hint it's to everything you hate it's to everything you're trying to avoid with the substance or should I say with the vice? Because sometimes it's not a substance. Again, sometimes it's an activity like porn, like like social media. If you do not get control over these things, they will take over your ability to make choices. That's what I'm going to say. It's just insanity that I have literally been denying myself of this clarity and bliss for, for a few days of, of emotional unease. Once you kill that, that big monster, that programming, the little monster, which is the withdrawals it's nothing bro it's actually nothing and i've been blocking myself from from so much creative and spiritual freedom i've realized that sobriety is so awesome bro <laughs> getting fucked up is lit too don't get me wrong like this video isn't to say i'm not going to get turned again get turned on weed again i'm going to st lucia in like july i'm gonna smoke up bro you know what i'm saying but in time g everything has its time g like when i'm where i want to be at in life that's when i want to smoke yeah man to all my people on the climb on the come up like me you don't need anything but you man anything but you just hinders you i'm sorry it's not helping you be more creative it's not it's stifling your creativity more than you can ever imagine and actually before we go on to how i actually overcame this addiction i want to tell a quick story because i feel like a lot of people especially with weed go oh no it gets me into a flow state it gets me all creative and blah 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 let me just tell you this quick story bro and just to f just to drive this point home for those that are new here i've been working on this book for nearly two years and for all my existing supporters you know it very well um i'm finally going to give you a proper update in this episode now this book break the matrix a guide to freeing your mind and finding your true self being a very elusive and very in-demand project of mine people have literally come up on the street asking about it and stuff and i've been keeping my followers mostly in the dark about it 
due to deep fear and shame and self-pressure. Now that I'm clear-headed, I can see it was never that deep to begin with, but because I didn't lay the proper foundations down with this book, I had to start all over again. 50,000 words later, down the drain, not really down the drain, but I had to start all over again because I realized I'm not writing the book I was called to write. Like, I sat down at my desk and I was like, shit, this is non-fiction, regurgitated crap. This isn't the creative piece that I was called for. Ideas have people. People don't have ideas. Ideas have people. People don't have ideas. Facts. <laughs> and you want to know how Break the Matrix came to me? It was in a dream, bro. Imagine that. It was in a dream. And I, st I started this book, the process of this book, in the spring 2022, after I had a dream. And I was told to write this book that would be called Break the Matrix, a guide to freeing your mind and finding your true self. I'm not playing. It actually, that actually happened. Granted, I can't remember now, but granted, I did have a TikTok series before this that really did well and a lot of like synchronicities around this time that were happening that made me realize this was the book that I was called to write. But I didn't know shit about book writing, bro. I didn't know shit about, I'm a, I'm a short form content creator at this time. So I was just going off of faith. I was like, shit, I was called to do it. It sounds like a cool project. Let me try. But I made a fatal rookie mistake from the start. And for all of my creatives out there, I need you to hear me right now. This was the mistake I made. I attached my self-worth to it, my pride. And as I got deeper into this process of writing this book, I realized I was meant to be an author all along. And I now have this deep feeling of reverence to this craft of writing. And it basically felt, I had a moment in it where I was like, raw, this is what I was called to do. This is, this, is in, in, this is in alignment with my creative ability now. And I attached my self-worth to the project because of that, to how good of a writer I was, to how well, well the words are flowing on the page. And because of the weed, I was incapable to just zoom out and be like, hey, now, calm down. It's just the first draft. So, so let me zoom out. Let me think what this is, what this is actually about. Blah, 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 blah. I couldn't do that. So I wasted my time chipping away at a book that I was trying to make for the respect of other people and not myself. That's just the, that's the up and down of it. And because of that, when you attach yourself worth to a project like I did, in the words of my book coach, you're fucked. <laughs> You are so fucked. Your evolutionary, your evolutionary biology will see to it that you do not make any progress on that piece, on whatever you're working on because of the fear of failure. That's why. Imagine this. Because I, I truly attribute this to the headspace I was in because of weed, right? And deep what I'm about to say right now because I truly believe like this overthinking issue is because of the weed. I was afraid it weren't going to do well in sales. People won't like it. All before I finished my, my first draft, by the way, this is where my mind was. I, I, I got wrapped up in the marketing and, and how people are, are going to view it and perceive it and know about it. Even the name of this podcast, in a sense, was formed out of fear of the fact that I'm not going to accumulate enough hype around this project. Can you imagine? It's it's, it's absurd and it's comical because at the end of the day, I say it's comical because I'm out of this anxious loop now and I'm able to see clearly and the spirit of the divine is flowing through me and 
I can just see how stupid it was. <laughs> I could just see how like how much I was overthinking all of it because of course everything happens the way it's supposed to. I'm not saying like things that are stupid are stupid, but they're not like mistakes. They're not not supposed to happen. I learned and evolved so much last year. Now that I, so yeah, now that I'm out of this anxious loop, I can see that if a project is truly good, the moment someone reads it, they're going to tell their five friends, "Raw, this book is amazing." And then those five, but for those five friends are going to be like, fucking hell, raw guys, look at this. That's the process of creativity. That's how ideas and that's how legacies are formed, right? Not to mention the gargantuan platform that I have that I'm going to make sure to let everybody know about. But I say all of this because I want to let all of my conscious creatives know, like, there's nothing to worry about. Just make it as good as you can. That's it. Just make your project as good as you can. Whether you're an artist or an entrepreneur or a clothing designer or or some sort of person that has to connect the dots to give value in this world. For example, for me, when, when I write, that's what I see it as. I'm connecting the dots to make my argument make sense. You. Yes, I'm talking to you. Let the chips fall as they may, man. Like, just make sure, make damn sure that you are making the product or the peace for yourself that's all and unfortunately if you're operating from addiction from from that lack mindset you'll you'll inevitably never make what you were called to make it's inevitable you're fucking up your ability to channel my guy and that's all creativity is it's a channeling act isn't it speaking of channeling i just got an idea just now like i don't resonate with this podcast name anymore i just got a better name kaizen's diaries it, this reflects like I have this idea, it reflects a very new energy that I'm bringing to this channel. I want to be completely authentic and it's like I'm, it's very cathartic for me, like I'm writing in a diary, like I'm reflecting and yeah, I just feel like if you're a high performance hippie or a conscious creative on the come up trying to achieve your dream reality without selling your soul, that sounds a lot more, because that's what Kaizen is, isn't it? It's about self-improvement and Hmm. Yeah, hello friend. Welcome to Kaizen's Diaries. <laughs> now, on a real, let me know in the comments like which one you prefer. If you if you like the Break the Matrix podcast, I'd like name, or if you like Kaizen's Diaries better, just A or B. A or B. A is Kaizen's Diaries. B is keep it the same. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Love you so much. <laughs> but yeah, update on the book, guys. I'm at level one again. Um, I just redid all the chapter summaries of my book coach and. I couldn't be more proud of what it's become now. It's everything I wanted it to be. It's everything I wished for it to be. And I attribute that to quitting weed wholeheartedly. Can't lie. So yeah, time is getting on a bit in this video. So let me know if you want a podcast where I could dive deeper into like the description of Break the Matrix or whatever, whatever, um, without giving away too much, of course. But just think George Orwell's 1984 meets The Alchemist. That's the kind of vibe I'm going for, guys. Fictional. Yeah, yeah. But um, cool. Let's get back into the video, man. I know how hopeless the cycle of advice can be. Like, obviously, I just spent this whole time telling you. All right, so these are the two simple steps that I've used to overcome my addiction i know how hopeless addiction feels and how this vice may feel but and i'm definitely not no expert let me say that now but these are the few tips the two tips that if you if you actually do 
a very high chance you're going to kick the habit, especially if it's weed. Weed is not that hard to kick. It's just a programming issue. Trust me. Step one, seeking knowledge. <laughs> I hate to quote this man because even though I used to like him, not anymore after he slapped Chris Rock. <laughs> but there have been gazillions of people who have lived before us. There's no new problem you could have with parents, with school, with a vice. I've added the vice that someone hasn't already had and written about in a book. It's hilarious, guys. How many of us think that we're like unique snowflakes <laughs> when we're all one and the same? Like we are, our souls have dharmas and blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, we're wired the same. And there's been countless people that's had your problem and they've solved it and put it in a book, nice and neatly packaged for you. For me, I wouldn't have been able to quit bud without reading the book the easy way to quit cannabis by alan carr this book is a is basically like cbt therapy cognitive behavioral therapy but for your bud habit like the amazing thing about it is number one they don't tell you to stop smoking you can like smoke during reading the reading the book kind of thing and not during reading it but like you read it in your day and then if you have if you want to have a zoo at night then you can kind of thing but also number two there's so many other versions of the same book but for different different addictions like there's a nicotine one there's a sugar one there's a tobacco one um there's a corn one with a p the porn one obviously <laughs> like literally so give it a listen on audible link in bio um Watch it slowly change your perception, man. If if it affects you like it did me, you're going to stop enjoying it after smoke. Like, I swear down, it's so weird how it works, but you stop seeing the benefit in it. So every time you smoke it, it just doesn't hit, hit the same. And that's the first step. Step two, and this isn't encouraging or endorsing, you know, any illegal activities or substances. But if you are going to do it, this is my harm reduction. Per, this is yeah this is harm reduction so here's a guide to using psychedelics safely one have a clear intention for what you want from the experience two ensure you have a clean outer and inner environment i suggest fruit fasting a few hours beforehand um and prepping your environment like just making sure everything's clean and clear because an external environment will give you ugh, it's not nice trust me step three have a playlist that expands your thinking and allows you to be at peace, kind of grounds you. And number four, always have a trip killer on hand, bro. Always, because not not just to take it, because I don't take trip killers at all, but as as long as you know you have it there, you have an escape plan just in case any of anything, it's there. And by the way, a trip killer is a benzodiazepine, so Valium, something like that, you know what I mean? And b18 b18 plus please trust me you don't want to do no psychs before then bro you're gonna trip out bad <laughs> i swear but yeah this allowed me to see smoking for what it actually was which was a vice and the next day i had no urge to smoke like i, I took the lsd uh i think it was like around eight before eight eight p.m december 31st and yeah, man, the day, next day I woke up, I didn't have an urge to smoke because I, I knew that 
I, I set the intention that I wasn't and it was so much easier to not because you don't have the same mental programs running in your mind. Remember, the big monster is the programming. The little monster is the withdrawals. The little monster is very easy, very easy to overcome. You just have to wait. Now, again, this is definitely not me saying I'm, I'm never smoking again. One of my plans is going to Thailand. You think I'm not going cheap up there, motherfucker? Of course I am. But I'm in the season of evolution. If you're in the season of evolution and growth, you don't have no business doing that. So yeah, man, we're, we're reaching the end of the video. Um, like on a real, man, life is meant to feel, be felt sober. Life is meant to be felt clear-headed. The most that any external stimulus can give you is it can make you aware of a certain expression of consciousness. Like I said, it can make you aware of, of it's, like, it's like discovering a new color for the first time. MDMA can make you feel open up your heart chakra for the first time and make you feel what it what it's like to actually just be unboundedly happy and unboundedly inhibited compassion and love for the world unconditional yeah but that doesn't mean that it's a it's a means to an end you do it you express you 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 have a kind of like a love awakening and you're like raw this expression of consciousness is available to me wow how can i cultivate this in my waking life this is how you have to see substances you can feel the carefree confidence of alcohol you can feel the 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 highs and expand expanded consciousnesses and, and enlightenment that you get from psychedelics you can i'm telling you this because i've done it but yeah man i'm gonna end this podcast with a quote Man is free the moment he wishes to be. So true. A whole new life waits on the other side of your biggest fear. The one thing you don't want to stop doing. It's a simple decision. It's just a matter of when. So yeah. Guys, this year is a new chapter for me. I owe myself a lot. I think you can tell that. And in terms of what to expect from me, without saying too much, I realized my work's purpose and the, the moment that I'm in right now is freeing as many creative minds as possible. That's what I want to do with my life right now. And to help as many conscious creators, including myself. So with that being said, if you are creative, someone who, you know, wants to make a living from their craft or their ability to connect the dots, like I said, I'm working on something massive, like a really big project. And it could, it could be potentially launching very soon. Uh, I just need your help in because I do this indie, I do this by myself. I don't have anybody else to, to go off. It's just a direct connection between me and you. So I've created a questionnaire below and it will only take like five minutes to fill out. If you can just help me out and do that, um, it will help me massively on just your opinions of how to structure what I'm doing, if it's even worth it. You guys need to want it on some level. So I just need to know if it's something you'd be interested in. Interested in. So yeah, man, if you got even a modicum of value from this video please like subscribe comment below don't forget to comment below if i should change this podcast name to kaizen's diaries and yeah man we've only scratched the surface of what's to come for real if you like my content before while i was frying my mind every night every day please hold on hold on to your hats because 2024 is going to be different i ain't playing with child no more i ain't playing with myself no more man but as usual Take what resonates, leave what doesn't, but always embrace duality. Infinite love, my people. Kaizen out! Hydra, the arch.